Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now I said, are you telling me then that any believer anywhere can write a ticket of victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil? They can do it? He said emphatically, yes. And he said, if they don't do it, it won't be done. They'll be wasting their time to pray that I would give them the victory. They'll have to write their own ticket. But I said, Lord, you're going to have to give me some more scripture to prove it now. Because I said, your, your word says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So give me some more scripture that, that has those same four principles there, and I'll believe it. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching. Later in today's program, I'll tell you more about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Many have died waiting for healing to come to them, saying, I believe God's going to heal me sometime. That is an unscriptural statement, and there is no faith to that. That won't work. I said that won't work. Many have said, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost sometime. No, you won't, not as long as you talk like that. Because, you see, you can have what you say, and you are saying that it's going to work sometime, and sometime never comes. Are you hearing me? But bless God, you can plug in now. You can receive God's power now. It's not a matter of God doing anything. He's already done all he's going to do about it. It's up to you to do something about it. I've had people come to me and say, Brother Hagin, will you, can you tell me, do you know why the Lord won't heal me? And sometimes I shock them by saying, Sister, God's already done all he's ever going to do about healing you. Their eyes are getting, do you mean he's not going to heal me? I said, I didn't say that. I said he's done all he's ever going to do about healing you. You see, he sent Jesus nearly 2,000 years ago, and he laid your sickness and your disease on Jesus, and Jesus bore it away. Himself took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. God's already done something about your sicknesses. Why won't you accept what he's done? But you see, that puts responsibility on me. We want to put the responsibility on God. Well, I've had him to mumble and grumble and gripe and fuss and go away saying, well, I believe he's going to do it sometime, but he isn't. And I say it with tears. Some of those that said that are dead now. They're dead. I knew they wouldn't. I told them they wouldn't receive. Not under those circumstances. God's not going to do anything about it. Thank God he's done something about it. Salvation. The Holy Ghost. Healing and demons. Praise God, he's done something about it. Already! It's up to us to plug in. <laughs> Praise the Lord, isn't that right? Faith is the plug. Praise God. Just plug in tonight. Praise the Lord. How do I plug in? First thing, say it. Say it. Step number four. Tell it. She came and fell down before him and told him. Not only him, but the whole crowd heard him. Told him all the truth. Jesus said, tell it so that others may believe it or receive it. Now you see, there's a, little, there's a difference in the first and the last point. The first is say it, the last is tell it. See, she said what she believed. She told what had happened. 
you have to say some things in faith, brother, to ever receive from God. And you know why people say the wrong thing? Because they believe the wrong thing. And as long as they say it and believe it, that's what they'll have. But when they start believing the right thing and saying the right thing, that's what they'll have. So in the vision, I said to the Lord, Lord, I can see that. I can see if we'd take the, anyone take those four steps, they'll receive healing just like that woman did. But now, you said if anybody anywhere would take those four steps they'd receive from you whatever they wanted, do you mean that folks can receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost that way? He said, most assuredly, yes. And thank God I've seen many come just that way and receive. Then I said to him, now, Lord, what about Christians? So many believers. I've heard them testify and say, pray for me. They need victory along this line, that line and the other. We have the world, the flesh, and the devil to deal with. And so many times, some folks need victory over the flesh. Some people need victory over the devil. Some people need victory over the world. Some people need victory over all of them. I mean believers. Now I said, are you telling me then that any believer anywhere can write a ticket of victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil? They can do it? He said emphatically, yes. And he said, if they don't do it, it won't be done. They'll be wasting their time to pray that I would give them the victory. They'll have to write their own ticket. Well, I said, Lord, you're going to have to give me some more scripture to prove it now. Because I said, your, your word says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So give me some more scripture that, that has those same four principles there, and I'll believe it. No, he didn't reprimand me. He smiled and said, all right. Why, he said the story from the word of God in the Old Testament that you've known from youth. Actually, from a baby. As far as you know, you do it all your life. Well, I said, I don't know where it is. You'll have to tell me. He said, why in the first Samuel, the 17th chapter, the story of David and Goliath? I said, wait a minute, you're not going to tell me that that's what David did. He said, that's exactly, those are the four steps he made. The very first thing David did, he said, and you can read it for yourself. I read it after the vision, and five times he said it before he acted on it. First, David was sent by his daddy with some provisions for the boys in the service and see how the war was going. When he got there, he found the, the Philistines encamped on one side of the valley and the Israelites on the other. And while he was there, there was a giant that came out by the name of Goliath. And he challenged the armies of Israel and said, send the men out against me. And if I defeat him, you'll be our servants. And if he defeats me, we'll be your servants. Now then, and David said, and David said, and David said, praise God, that's the first thing he did. And David said, I will go against that uncircumcised Philistine. Now someone told King Saul, Saul called David, and David said, read it again, and David said, this is the second time he said, and David said, I'll go against him. I was watching my father's sheep. And a bear came and a lion came and took a kid from the flock. And by my God, I slew the lion and I slew the bear. And the Lord will deliver this Philistine into my hand. Now somebody said, now just watch scripture with David standing on none. He just knew you could have what you say. He just knew you could write your own ticket. He's writing it. He just knew. Well, how did he know God to do it? He knew God would do anything he'd believe in for. And he will for you too. 
And the reason they haven't done any more is because you haven't believed him for any more. In fact, all you are and all you have today, men and women, is a result of what you believed and said yesterday. I don't mean just yesterday, Saturday, but you know, in the past. Amen. And if you're at the bottom of the ladder, it's because that's all you believe. And that's because all, that's what you said. If you'll start believing rightly and talking rightly, you'll get at the top. Praise God. Now then, well, David, you know, of course, Saul wanted to give him his armor, but he wouldn't take it. And David went out just with his shepherd sling and his uh, slingshot and sh shepherd crook, or stick, you see. And the Bible said when the giant saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth. And he cursed him by his gods and said, I'll take your head off of your shoulders this day, and so on. Well, David, let him talk. You can't stop the devil from talking. Let him blab. But when he gets through, you have something to say. Jesus didn't stop the devil from talking. He came to him. But when he got through, he had something to say. He said, it's written. <laughs> and David said, he's still writing that ticket. And David said, thou comest against me with sword and shield and spear. But I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defied. And he's not through yet. And David said, I'll take your head off of your shoulders this day. And he's not through yet. And he said, I will feed your carcass. And the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the field this day. In other words, you said, I'm not going to whip you. I'm going to whip the whole bunch of you. <laughs> Praise God. How could that little old 17-year-old country boy? Yes, sir. Not a soldier. He'd never been trained to fight. Here's a giant. Goliath. The Bible tells how many cubits high he has. He was, according to Flo Flavius Josephus, a Jewish historian, a cubit was measured a different length in Israel's history. If you measured by the longer length, he was 11 and a half feet tall. If you measured by the lesser one, he was 9 feet and 10 inches. You, he couldn't have been less than 9 feet and 10 inches tall. You wouldn't hardly call him shorty, would you? <laughs> he was so big another man carried his sheep. Amen. Now someone said, how'd David know what God to do? You know, I hear people... God bless their lovely little hearts. They think they're being humble and don't know they're being ignorant. <laughs> I hear people say, you can't never tell what may happen. You can't tell what God will do. Yes, brother, you'll do everything you said he'd do and he'll do everything you believe him to do. Are you hearing me? You can write your ticket. Then people, they think they're being humble, don't know they're being ignorant. Well, I don't know what I might do. Isn't it strange? When it comes to the natural, folks know exactly what they might do and what they can do. If you got a house for rent, you know exactly how much you want for it. If you got an automobile for sale, you know exactly what you can sell it for. If you're hiring out for a job, you know exactly what you can do. But when it comes to spiritual things, I don't know what I can do. Yes, bless God, you can. You can write your own ticket. That's what you can do. And whether you know it or not, that's what you've been to do I said, that's what you've been doing. You've been writing your own ticket with God. And that's the reason some are where they are now, in a place of failure. Yes, David said it, he did it. 
he ran and hastened to meet the giants. He cut his head off. They told the story. The women got their musical instruments and began to shout and dance and said, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his tens of thousands. Now Jesus said to me, that giant, Israel is a type of the people of God. That giant is a type of the devil, evil spirits, demons, the world, the flesh, anything else that stands between God's people and victory. But every child of God can write a ticket of victory. Oh, glory to God. Praise God. Say it, do it, receive it, tell it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the DVD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Manifestations of the Glory of God. The next items are the CDs from the 2019 camp meeting. All four of the Hagen family have a CD in this offer. All of these items are for the special price of $26.95. That's $8 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Craig Hagen and Denise hagen Bird. If you're ever in the Tulsa Broken Arrow area, we invite you to Rama Bible Church, 1025 West Kenosha. We have Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Sunday night at 6 p.m., and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We would love to see you. Yeah, if you're ever in this area, you know, we always say make this your church away from home. Yes. Amen. Monday, Kenneth Hagen will start a new and powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.